What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB. Wrapping that hair. <laughs> you got to give them more energy than that. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if you guys can't tell by now, we are actually live in the same city trying to record this podcast. <laughs> and Raffinay is not giving me her, her normal energy. I need you to give me your normal energy. Raffinay here. Yes, that. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to try it again. I want to sing today. Listen, you have a role to play. No, you have a role to play. The people are expecting us to show up. I am here. Okay, here we go. All right. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB. Grabbing. (laughs) (laughs) You have one job. You have one job. Okay, fine. Don't look at me then. Anyway. Okay. All right. Last time. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB. Raffinet here. And welcome to Heart Combos with KB and Raffinet. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Here she goes. <laughs> Listen, we are live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we've been here for the last few days and thought that we would go ahead and just record the podcast together. Uh, since we're usually in completely different states when we record. And so, hi. Hello there. How are you? I get to look you in your actual like eyes doing this right now. I'm okay. You're yeah, okay. So I was here in Atlanta for a conference called uh, the Legacy Conference, and um, it's a one-off uh, version of a three-day experience that they have in the summer. And um, it was a great time. If you're interested in kind of finding out a little bit more about what I was doing, you can go to LegacyDisciple.org. This is not an ad. However, I thought I'd just plug them just then. Um, but Raffinay was here to watch um, my daughter because she is her gummy, which is... <laughs> God mommy and two year old. Correct. Um, she refuses to say God mommy. She's like, God me. And so I was like, oh, that's really cute. So, um, yeah, how was it the last three days? It was great. We had a good time. Other than her not eating, or you know, pooping in the tub. Ugh. I had <laughs> baby size forgotten about that. <laughs> oh, well, I just big size remembered it. That was traumatic. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad you had that experience. You needed it. You needed it. (laughs) No, I didn't. You did. I could have gone the rest of my life never having that experience. But see, then you wouldn't be completely, like, baptized by fire when it comes to all things parenting. That's not true. I feel like every parent has experienced their kid pooping or peeing where they should not poop or pee. She's not my child, though, and I've... But you're her godmom. You need, I've you cared gotta... for other children before her, so I've had more than enough no, no, no. experiences. No, no, no. Yes, yes, There's yes. only one Amari Jade, okay? Only one. And she has just completely said, hey, look, we're here. We're in this thing together about pooping in tub for you. It's making me nauseous thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad that yeah. she was here. Listen, I don't know um, about you guys and what your community looks like, people who kind of surround you or walk with you um, in this life thing. But every time uh, Raffinate comes and walks alongside our family, I feel like we all leave like better than we came one and two our kid leaves smarter than she was <laughs> when we left her listen i'm telling you amari speaking full sentences now she's uh-huh. she's no no she's just full sentences <laughs> she's doing math um she's oh got gosh. great problem solving skills um she's now questioning everything i do um it's awesome completely have rubbed off on my cave making everything up i'm not making this stuff up i'm serious <laughs> i'm serious going to put herself to bed she didn't even sleep in the pack and play 
Listen, it's just, this is a whole new thing, whole new world for me. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we are going to be jumping into the topic of, drum roll please. Oh, that was a rough drum roll. Okay. But thank you for the effort. I wasn't ready, so you just got on the spot. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, We are going to be talking about being a mentor. Being a mentor. Yes. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing. Um, I we've have you talked about the Oreo? You guys are really no. getting like the city of Atlanta right now. It's like cars and mo- you know, all kinds of motor That's vehicles okay. outside. Um, it is. Have we talked about the Oreo cookie principle? Unless you, I don't. I haven't. Huh. Okay. Well, let's just do that right now. So you probably talked about it on your Instagram, or maybe in the OG episodes. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Cool. All right, so if you have not yet started from the top, start from the top of our podcast experience, and it's actually just me for the first few episodes, and I think I might have gone over this, but I'll do a little bit of a recap right now. So um, in the Heart Combos platform and community, we have this thing called the Oreo Cookie Principle. Um, It's a way for people to practically identify what it would look like to build balanced relationships in a few different areas. And so um, if you know or eat oreos then you know there are two cookies and there is cream right in the middle well um there's a top cookie a bottom cookie and then your sweet stuff i would like to say that when people are thinking about what it looks like to build community they should consider having top layers bottom layers and then their sweet stuff that translates into mentors or people who are investing in you as your top layer people that you invest in right that could be mentees or um places maybe where you are um, discipling someone or again investing into the well-being of another individual in that way where you're kind of pouring into them and then the sweet stuff would be your peer-to-peer relationships so your friendships your um people who you are it's a mutually beneficial and i'm not saying it's actually not mutually beneficial in the other ones but your sweet stuff are kind of like i'm linking arms with you we are in the trenches together doing life on a very intimate level um i would might call you my friend um area and i guess we could get into some detail about that in another episode but that is kind of a brief summary of the oreo cookie principle so today we're talking about mentors that would be someone that might be in your top layer investing into you and we're just going to dive right in so first thoughts first thought what made you not want to be a mentor who me yes listen i don't have nothing to get listen i don't have nothing to offer <laughs> nothing that's a lie. <laughs> but I'm saying that's what <laughs> I think that's for the longest time what kept me from wanting to jump completely into that title, that role feeling. Um, I think some insecurity in that way. Like, I don't what do I really have to offer you? Like, I don't really know nothing. I kind of oftentimes downplay what I bring to the table. And not just because I really don't think I have anything to bring to the table, but I always know that there's someone who has more to bring to the table than I do. And so I don't want to be mm. like puffed up and like, oh yeah, I got all the answers and I know everything. Cause I'm like, ah, probably not. But this is what, but what I got, I'll give you. So that that has has also been a posture of like, hey, if you want what I got, I'll give it to you. You know. But I'm not saying that I'm an expert in this or I know everything. I can just only give you my perspective, what I think, um, you know, is beneficial in this way. So that's probably the first thing that I would say. I have several more, but I'll let you go. What mm-hmm. what keeps you what what has been the thing that's kept you from wanting to be a mentor probably the same i i for a long time i was just like i don't know enough so i i didn't say i didn't know anything i just said i didn't know enough so 
I believed that I needed to know more to mentor people. And I think what I've learned over the years is that I'm always going to think I need to know more. Mm. So just jump into it with what, like, what I know, I know. What I don't know, I feel very confident saying, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can find it out or maybe I can point you somewhere where you can find out or help you to find out. But releasing the pressure on myself to have to know everything. Because that's not what the point is. Mm. The point is, I think, to help enhance, better, add value to someone else's life in some kind of way. Sure. So using the stuff I had, the tools I had, the knowledge I had. And at some points, it's growing together. Mm-hmm. Learning together. For sure. I definitely think that mentorship is, is a two-way street. I think sometimes people come into it thinking like, oh, this is all about what I'm giving to you. Like your your benefit. I might not get anything from this, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But mm-hmm. we could jump into some more of that in a minute. I think the second thing that has kept me from wanting to jump into mentorship is that it is a huge responsibility to at least in my mind, to have someone look to you for guidance, for perspective, for insight. And so I didn't want that responsibility for a long time. Like, uh, I don't want to be your mentor. And then I didn't mess around and told you something or gave you my perspective on something you did it. Now you, now you are disappointed in me or upset because it didn't work the way that you wanted it to work. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I just feel like this is a huge responsibility it should not be taken lightly. And so I think I was a little bit afraid of what that would mean um or letting the person down like you know like whatever expectations they came into the relationship with like maybe you thought it was going to be this one thing and now we're here and you're like underwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) completely like eh. you Mm -hmm. are going to let them down though that is true we talked about that in the last episode yeah. yeah i mean you're a human being so you gonna let them down? They gonna let you down? Part of the process. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about your your the different types of mentor relationships you've had. What did they look like? Wait, I had something else I wanted to say. I didn't want to be a mentor because I didn't think I had time. Ooh, that's a good one. So I thought that I needed to be able to etch out X amount of hours in my life to this person. And here's the thing. You know, I say all the time I'm too busy. And mm-hmm. sometimes I am too busy. No, you're not ever, actually. That's not true. Okay. Sometimes I am busy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my life? Oh, okay. So, sometimes I... What was I saying? So you feel like you're too busy. Um, oh, right. I just thought I needed to have X amount of time. And what has helped me over the last several years is being able to invite people into my life and into my space. So I may not have two hours to give you for us to just sit and be together and, and just delve into deep conversation about your life. And Why you had to make your voice sound like that? <laughs> because <laughs> that's how I feel about that sometimes. It's just like, it's just, it doesn't always have to be so deep. So sometimes I have just invited people into things that I already have to do. Like, if I need to go grocery shopping, you want to go to the grocery store with me? And we can walk around and talk. And you learn a lot about me from shopping with me in the grocery store, too. But also, it's time that I have. And, I mean, I could talk to you on the phone, but sometimes it's nicer to have that one-on-one connection. Or if I need to go run errands or 
I am going to this event. Do you want to go to this event with me? It can be a way to just build connections and to do things I enjoy, do things you enjoy together. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, we had to etch out three hours in the schedule on Saturday to make this work. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think that kind of gets into a few things. I think the definition of mentorship for different people. If you're saying that mentorship can be, you know, as every day as inviting someone to come to the grocery store, you know what I'm saying? Like with you, I think that, you know, I would ask like, okay, what is, what, what would we, what words will we use to define, you know, being a mentor? Also, if the person you are mentoring, if their love language is quality time, they would probably absolutely love that, you know, being able to have that one-on-one intimate time with you just being, you know? Um, But is that a part of the definition of mentorship? Just being, you know? Um, I think sometimes, at least for me, I've thought that mentorship has meant um, we have to go through some type of book or practical study, or I have to give you this tangible, um, like, life-learned lesson, you know, or these definitions, like a very structured, systemic-type perspective about what our time looks like. Um, And what I have found in the relationships with the people that um, I've mentored is that they are really looking for that intimate attention, like one-on-one attention. They don't want it to be so formal and structured all the time. Also, they enjoy coming alongside of me, like practically in things like you were talking about grocery shopping or um, running errands. And um, I would just say if I was defining mentorship, I do think it is a it is the art form of inviting someone to come alongside of you to learn learn from you to watch you to um and and maybe if we said well in business what does that look like you know if you're you have a business mentor or somebody who's mentoring you in a specific skill set you know like what does that look like and I think that same definition could be applied and all that I'm not saying you're taking your person to work however you're inviting them to walk alongside of you in your business experience. So as you're learning things, they're learning things. You know, you're sharing those things with them. You're maybe processing with them or sharing with them some of the difficulties you've had in your journey and even some of the ones that are currently happening. And so, um, yeah, and I think I would also add to that pot of, this pot of random things I'm dropping right now, is not only is mentorship about sharing with someone things that you've learned, like this past experience, this past knowledge, but like I think also this live in like real time, like in life, I'm also learning this. I have not arrived in this area. These are the, this is what things look like for me currently as I'm working through stuff. Like you were saying, the freedom to say like, oh, I don't know, I'm working through it kind of thing. So what would you define mentorship as? And then I do want to get back to what your relationships have looked like. But How would I define mentor? It is, I would say, at a most basic level, adding value to someone else's life in some particular area. So you talked about it could be business. It could be just life. It could be um, spiritually. somewhere you want to go. Yeah, spiritually. It could be marital status maybe you have someone that's mentoring you you're dating or engaged and you're being mentored by someone that's married or just for your life in general as a man or as a woman or a parent I mean I think you could be mentored in all kinds of levels and areas of life I think it like I said before the at the core of it it is I'm adding value to your life in some kind of way hmm okay so let's talk about these relationships. What would give me some some dynamics you've had in, in mentors? 
What do you or mean? mentees. Oh, tell me about some of them. What have they been like? Where, when did when did you start? How early? I don't remember when I started. It was several, a lot of years ago, though. First time, probably, mm, what's this, 19? Maybe 10-ish years ago was the first time I I formally was like, yes, I will mentor you. I probably did some mentoring before that, but just didn't want the pressure of the title because mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know enough, so you just hang out with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think in the people that I've mentored, a lot of them have started out very structured, whether that is we meet once a week for X amount of time or reading a book or we're talking about something in particular. A lot of them have started out very, very structured, and then some of them moved to less structured. Some of them stayed structured, but it helped me to build that consistency, to build trust, to build rapport, for them to kind of know what to expect of our relationship to have formal guidelines on the front end. And when I say guidelines, I just mean like we know we're going to meet once a week. Even if the day changes, every single week we're going to meet up. That also helps me because I'm very structured and organized and... If it gets too out of sight, out of mind, I just like, eh, oh, I forgot about you. So that helps me. So then you become a normal part of my life. So then we have the freedom to move to being less structured because mm -hmm. I remember that you're there. Mm. I want to say 2007, um, I met a young lady at a Christian sports camp that I was working at. And she found herself in trouble often <laughs> during that that time. And at the time, I was kind of one of those, one of my roles at the camp was to kind of work with the more rebellious of the bunch. And so um, I ended up spending lots of time with her at camp. <laughs> um, however, she wanted to keep in touch afterward. And, you know, you see hundreds of kids in a summer at this camp and you know we're encouraged not to give our personal information out and at the time the social media wasn't like it is now where I probably could have been like oh follow me on Instagram you know <laughs> at the time it was probably more like maybe you have my email but they again like mm. was like don't give people your numbers kind of thing yeah. I want to say I gave her my number though you probably did <laughs> rebel and I, right this is why I, I don't mind working with the rebellious um and so I legit just felt this heart connection with this this young lady and um at the time we lived in the same state she lived hours away from me but um I don't know I just felt drawn to her and and you know like I wanted to stay connected well anyway she here and there would would call and typically in crisis and um I remember just feeling like I I have something to add to her and not like I could fix her situation at all even though I probably was wanting to in my heart um but just knew like I can't remove you from the the thing that is your life right now but I want to encourage you through it mm -hmm. and um and so that was probably my first like I remember feeling a sense of responsibility you know like towards her and in a sense of wanting to be like faithful um to her I I struggle with faithfulness um and I, but I was like I have to be faithful to her now I am human I have to give myself room to to fail and to not be available and not, I didn't pick up the phone and all that kind of stuff, but I wanted to walk alongside her. It has now been, uh, what's the math on that? 12 years later, she's full grown adult and, um, 
baby on the way and just, you know, living her life, trying to, again, figure out what it looks like, you know, adulting. And it's just really cool to see, you know, her transcend a lot of the obstacles that she's, is that the word? Transcend, like a lot of the obstacles that she's faced Mm -hmm. um, over the last decade or so. And so, yeah, that's probably my first situation. In regards to the structure, like the structure part of mentorship, I think that I have been in formal mentorship relationships and I want to talk about that too like mentors that have influenced us but like I've been in situations where we meet on a certain day of the week we're going through a specific study or a book or it's a very formal like hey we've got this 30 minutes you have any questions like you know that kind of thing and I think those have been necessary and I've enjoyed those on some level but there are I think the ones that have left the largest impression on me were those that were a lot less formal were just available to me when I needed them and and were habitual about checking in and asking me how I was doing and kind of building that relationship part, you know, versus this is just what I want to tell you or what information I have to give you or whatever. And so, um, like I have something that you need in that way. Um, and so now, honestly, I've changed the way, cause I've done both. I've changed the way that I, when somebody is like, Hey, will you walk with me? Will you mentor me for the first year? We don't even do anything structured. Like I'm just like, all right. So Hey, how you doing? Like, let's talk. Let's hang out. And I remember, I know the girl that um, I call her my my uh, my young one. Uh, she, I'm so proud of her. Uh, I want to say her name right now. Is that against the rules? <laughs> her name know. is her name is Tasia. I'm so I'm so proud of Tasia. Um, been walking with her for several years now. But she, I remember wanted that structure when we first met. She was like, "So, what book are we going through? Like, when are we meeting? What day? What time?" And I'm like let's just hang out. Let's just get to know each other for a year. And she was like, okay, she was cool for for like three weeks. And then she was like, okay, so when are we going to like get into the study or like get into a book or when are you going to like tell me about myself? And I was like, listen, I don't even know you. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I you just asked me to meet, you asked me to hang out. You know, if I, if I would do this, I, I, you know, processed it and, and prayed about it and all that. And I feel like, yeah, like this is something that I would be willing to do. However, I can't tell like, when you're up, when you're down, when you're lying to me, when you're not. I have no idea. I don't know anything about your character. Like, I'm like, I just need to get to know you first um, before we go through all the motions of learning and studying. Because you could just be putting on a complete show, you know, like, for our hour together. Um, and I don't have, I'm like, mm, I don't really have time for that. Like, I would like to get to know you. I want to see how you handle disappointment and frustration. Or when you're having a good day, what does that look like? When you're in a low place, what does that look like? And I think I need about a year to do that. So you don't, <laughs> you know? And she wasn't. I mean, she was, but she was. <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, she was, but she wasn't. Like, she was like, yes, because I want you to mention me, but no, because I want to do it this other way. And so, I think here we are. Like, it's been three years, three, four years. I don't know. Later, and I mean, she's amazing. I love her so much, and um, it's been really sweet. So, that's been my experience with my men, with with a couple of mentees that are really close to my heart, and and the difference and what they've looked like, and kind of how I approach that process mm-hmm. i think with structure though structure doesn't have to equal we're reading a book or doing something structure could just be consistency in the frequency of us meeting or talking or whatever oh sure yeah and i think art honestly i think art started very unstructured and has become more structured i think a part of that is because now she's married now she um you know is working full-time for a ministry um called young life and um a lot of her life is just a lot less fluid um, my life is a little less fluid now that I have a child. So in order for us to be consistent, we had to start putting stuff on the calendar because time was not as available as it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah. 
So about your mentors, let's talk about a men- like some mentors that have really like just completely left a mark on you, or ones that suck. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know about them? What would you like to tell me about them? Well, I have had a couple of mentors. I think I, the structure and organized person in me, appreciates structure and consistency so that I know when I'm going to see you versus it's up in the air. Mm. Probably also because I am not bent towards, I'm just going to randomly call you and tell you about something that happened. So... If something happens, I'm going to wait until I see you or until we get oh, together okay. to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So that has helped me in some relationships. But there are other relationships with people where, like my big sister, I would say I consider her a mentor. And it's not very structured, not very formalized. But when I go over there and we hang out, I learn a lot. And it's I think because she has become family, Hmm. it has just been this, I learn and I glean and I get stuff just through experience. So Hmm. we have spent a whole lot of time together, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's we're going to a concert, whether it's I'm at the birthday party of the kids and helping out Mm -hmm. with that or babysitting, whatever, just all kinds of things. Spend the night, any kinds of things like that. I think as a professional, I have learned a lot from the people that I would say that have mentored me in the counseling field from just learning a lot about what they do, having them speak into things that I'm doing as a counselor. Also, when I was in school for counseling, I had to video myself Mm -hmm. and then watch it with professors and supervisors and things like that. So that was a great way to learn as well like practical tangible they could see me doing what I was doing and then speak to hey did you think about this or you could have considered this and so I've had a little bit of both structured unstructured I don't know that I would say I love one more than the other I think some of it also depends on the the type of the relationship because Mm -hmm. for some mentors I would be more apt to like my sister I will call my sister and tell my sister about stuff that's going on and Mm -hmm. Other people just kind of be like, oh, I'm going to just wait till I see them. And then I'll tell them Mm. whatever it is. So it varies. Yeah, I've I've had a little bit of everything, I I, I think, too. Um, I enjoy the unstructured, let me call and just check on you. I feel the freedom to just call and be like, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer that because nothing in my life is super routine and structured or, or predictable in that way. Just being an artist and traveling and I I used to say all the time, like, no Tuesday looks the same. Whereas I look at families who, like, they do the same thing on certain days of the week, every week. And I'm like, that must be nice. Like, I don't, but I don't know anything about that life. So I've enjoyed the, my unstructured uh, mentor relationships. However, um, ones that have been very structured, I have found benefit in, in them that I didn't anticipate because again, I wouldn't naturally go that way, but there's a, a, um, a security and a, and a reliance that I have found in those because I'm like man I can rely on you to kind of be this for me at this point in my life if that makes any sense so what I, what am I trying to say like so I used to meet with this this older white lady um and we used to what why does it matter that she's white oh I think it colors the picture <laughs> oh what 
was like, why did you say that? Well, you you speak in black and white sometimes. You you give bit, like bit, like you, just is what you just need to know. <laughs> When I'm talking, I just wasn't sure why. For why me, they need to know that she was white. Visually, I mean, you're listening to this podcast. You got you. If you ever seen me, and you see this lady that I'm painting this picture of, to me, it it colors the story. Okay, I was just wondering. We can leave out every detail. I was meeting with no, this, no, no. this other Homo sapien. And <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> That's dumb. No one says that. This other human being and <laughs> with absolutely no uniqueness to oh them. Oh, my gosh. Um, listen. No, so so older white lady, like, in her 60s, like, super traditional, like, just not me at all. Like, complete opposites visually looking at us. And from our life experiences, also very opposite. But every week, she wanted to meet to memorize scripture. <laughs> so, I'm not talking about verses. Like, I'm talking about, like, chapters of the Bible. She was like, I want you to memorize the book of James. And I would be like lady what like and so we would sit in this Panera we would come our time we'd meet for like an hour and she would it would look the same way every week and there was something about that that grew on me like I know what I can expect from our time together and not to say that if it changed that I would be like you know I'm anti or whatever but um oh hold on but I thought to myself like oh I really value you know knowing what I'm gonna get from that time because a lot of my life is very just fluid and you know just all over the place at times so i i appreciate that um so yeah mm-hmm. that's what's good. but well i think that's enough good 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 i listen i enjoyed uh the conversation it was um impromptu but but i think very very rich and so Thank you guys for tuning in and for listening. We hope that you got something from our conversation today about um, mentorship, what it means to be a mentor, um, about some of the different dynamics that exist in mentorship. Um, I think the challenge um, for me to you this week would be to think about what your top layer looks like or what your bottom layer looks like. Are you investing in someone um, on some level in some way? Not like it doesn't have to be in a specific area, but spiritually, professionally, creatively. Like, are you volunteering someone? Are you investing in people? Um, there might be a few life stages ahead of you, you know, and and or not ahead of you, but um, what's the word before before you? Yeah, behind, <laughs> behind you. There you go, One behind you. Um, and uh, and then also, are you is someone pouring into you? Like, are you walking this thing, just kind of figuring out as you go, or is there someone that you look to to help? Um, act as a guide in your life um, in some area. So anyway, if you don't have either one of those, I'd encourage you to start thinking about it and then maybe put some action to that um, at some point in the near future. So until next time, y'all remember, it is not a hard conversation. It is a heart conversation. Peace. Hello.